This is the Traxxas Sector Warcast, a podcast about Warhammer 40k Conquest, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Lopez, John King, and Carl Anderton. Episode 40, Hail to the King, baby! Alright, welcome. This is the Traxxas Sector Warcast. I'm Tobin Lopez. And I'm Carl Anderton. Hey folks. As you might expect, this is a very different episode than the one we had planned for our final 40th one. It's our final installment, and it's a labor of love, sadness, joy. Uh, it's for family, for friends, and for this great game of ours. As you know, or else, this is going to come as a shock. John passed away on November 19, 2016, after a 10-day battle uh, with an infection that hospitalized him uh, before he passed. His wife Katrina and his two daughters Sarah and Amanda chose and recorded our episode title, picking up where John left off with his duties. Having said that, Carl and I are convinced that he would want us to continue and to finish this episode, and yes, mourn him, but also celebrate him and his wonderful game and what lies ahead for Carl and me. So, uh, that being said, we're going to share the recordings John and I made at Worlds, including a celebration, an interview with the world champion, 2016 world champion and forever uh, defending world champion, because <laughs> until Conquest <laughs> comes out again, he'll be the defending world champion, Immort- right? Immortalized, Nathan hopefully. Gardner, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and hearing some of the most, some, from some of the most passionate Conquest players in the community, I, I we, we had a chance to talk to a lot of them uh, when we were at Worlds. So um, that's what we're going to do. Uh, one of the great things we did was we asked, I, I, we went around and asked people what they like or love about Conquest. And um, so we'll share that here, and uh, along with a celebration to kick off what was the final world celebration. I say we give three cheers to our Primark, Brad Andrews, just for doing the best he could and creating one of the best games to exist. All right, here we go. Ready? Hip, hip. This is Rob Shields from Southern California, Chino, California. And what do you love about Conquest, Rob? I love it because every time I play, I never get bored of it, right? It's fantastic. Um, um, I, I, just, I, I just love the game. I don't know what to say. It's fantastic. I mean, every time you play, it's, it's, a, it's a new game. It seems it's never, never quite the same. I've been playing it for two years. I've never got bored. All right. Excellent. Thanks, Rob. Hi, my name is Victor Nuckfee. I'm from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And I love Conquest because I used to play Legend of the Five Rings, and the uh, the combat system was like very similar. 
to Conquest. All right. So the, one, that was one of the things that attracted me, and I'm really happy to hear that Brad actually is uh, part of the design team now for L5R. So I'm actually really hoping now that I've seen like um, what I what I see to be like a refinement of the combat system from L5R in Conquest. I'd love to see a lot of that translated into the new version too. So I'm sad to see the combat system go, but I really believe that the spirit of Conquest will live on in L5R. All right. Excellent. Thanks, Thank you. Man. Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> this is Shane Rubin. I'm from Toronto. And why do you love Conquest, Shane? I love Conquest because of all the decision points and the complexity of the game, even though the rules are relatively simple. This is Dustin Drake from Wisconsin, and I love Conquest because of the high skill cap. The high skill cap? High skill cap. And what does that mean? There's a lot of uh, skill involved in the plays and the plays you make, rather than just the cards are better than your opponent's cards. You actually have to make interesting choices and good plays. All right, excellent. Thanks, Dustin. This is Travis Provick uh, from Toronto, Canada. I like Conquest because I can actually win this game. Uh, <laughs> to be a little bit more specific, I actually I really dig the mechanics. Uh, the, the back and forth and the level of interaction you have in the game is a lot different from uh, many card games. So that back and forth is what I love. Excellent. Thanks, Travis. <laughs> You're saying, my name is Kyle Higgins. Oh. I'm from Colorado. I love Conquest because... He's, he's recording podcast snippets. <laughs> no, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm Kyle Higgins. I'm from Colorado. And my favorite part of Conquest is the awesome warlords you get to play with and how each one has a different strategy and I really like that part about deck building in this game. This is Dav Flamrock, also known as Tyler Parrott. Uh, I'm from the Massachusetts area and Conquest is an incredible game because all of the resources that you get come from the planets that you're fighting over. So you can't just have a deck that has a bazillion resources and out-resources the opponent just because. You always have to be fighting your opponent to get the resources you get to play the cards. My name is Richard Gerbrandt. I'm from Denver, Colorado, and I love Conquest because it provides a challenge. I'm Steve Gerbrandt, I'm also from Colorado, and I love Conquest because it has a lot of strategic variety to it and uh, gives me a great challenge. My name is Isaac Pinsano. I'm from Duluth, Minnesota. I love Conquest because it is a simple, easy-to-play game, but it gets incredibly in-depth the more you play it. Uh, hi, my name is Jens, and I'm from Wiesbaden in Germany, and I love Conquest because it's a very diverse game and a lot of fun to play. Just introduce yourself, where you're from, and why you love Conquest. Well, hi, I am your name. I am from location. <laughs> <laughs> Smartass. I knew there was gotta be, there's got to be one in every crowd, right? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm Page One from England. Um, oh, uh, my online username's Kalu. Um, and yeah, that's normally most enough introduction for most people. Um, I love Conquest because it's just a really great game. The mechanics are solid. The uh, the card pool is healthy. The meta's really decent. Uh, there's a lot of good decks, pretty much with every faction. So it's it's in a good state. It's just a shame what's happened's happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's why we're doing this. We're yeah, collecting memories, right? Yeah, right. of course. All right. Thanks, Benjamin. Yeah, no worries. My name is Pavel Ilichov. Uh, I'm from Russia, St. Petersburg. I like Conquest uh, because it's a great game. I'm happy I have a chance to promote uh, in, in Russia. Uh, we uh, have organized a great community. I uh, want to say thank you to my friends. Uh, which helps me, and I'm happy uh, a lot, uh, so I have a chance to participate in last 
uh, World Championship here in Roswell today. Yes, excellent, excellent. It's great to have you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. This is Sam Mann from Kansas City, Missouri, and I love Conquest because of lobster claws and eight tits. Uh, this is Troy Nordine. I'm from Minnesota, and I love Conquest because it has the perfect balance uh, between the command and the combat and just sort of all of the commitment. That whole um, sequence is just kind of like the perfect blend of tactical and strategical thinking. Uh, hi, my name is Doug Nordine. I'm from Hastings, Minnesota, and I like Conquest because of the fact that it ha- requires a lot more thought to put into your deck and the gameplay than most other games. Ready? Yeah. yeah. This is Joey Motherflippin' Cook from Chicago, and I love Conquest because of the high level of skill involved. Hi, this is Seth Rosen from Chicago, Illinois. I love Conquest because trolling stupid people is funny. <laughs> okay, all right. There, there you go. This is Paul Steiner from Michigan. I love Conquest because I'm never going to have to play Seth again. (laughs) Um, This is Matt Klein from Bloomington, Indiana, and I love Conquest because it's the one game I can learn from my mistakes in. So this is Jenny Schaefer from Wausau, Wisconsin. I love Conquest because of all the new people I can meet in local groups I can socialize with. Excellent. Excellent. This is Ryan Graham from Team Covenant. Uh, in Tulsa, and I love Conquest because it was my first competitive game ever. This is Sid Gardner from Lakeville, Minnesota. I like slash love Conquest because it's something that my husband and I do together. Excellent, excellent. Thank you. Hi, my name is John Galboy. I'm from Minnesota, and I love Conquest because the people that I play with are just amazing. I play with some of the best players, and they've always been very gracious. All right, cool. Thanks, John. My name is Christopher Bates. I'm from Minnesota, Minneapolis. I like Conquest because it's the most skill-intensive game I've ever played. More than any random elements, you got to play a lot, you got to know the cards, and it's uh, great people to play, too. Like Tobin. Oh, oh hugs. Oh, oh hugs. <laughs> Thanks, Cup. Um, well, this is Nate French. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I'm currently in living in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, I love Conquest because I think of all the games I work on, it's probably the most strategically deep of, of all of them. Um, by that, I just mean that kind of from the very start of the game, you kind of have to have a plan for how you're going to play the entire game. You have to look at all the planets and kind of plan out where you want to be strong, where you don't, and commit your resources over the course of the full game, whereas some of the other games you can take a little bit more of a round-to-round approach. So I I really, um, I used to play a lot of chess and kind of some of the deep strategic elements. Um, The two games have a lot in common in my mind. All right, thank you. Yep. This is Brandon Baggett from... Pleasant Grove, Utah. I, I love Conquest because I feel like it's chess in a card game where you're planning multiple moves in advance, where there's ways to win it, but if you don't plan those early out, the setup's going to win or lose you the game, and I love that forward thinking. It's a great game. So the reason I'm smiling so much is because I just asked Nate French why he loves Conquest. And he referred to chess at the oh. beginning of the game. I, 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 so I, you were either in his brain or no. he was in yours, or that was pretty amazing. Um, 
So that's cool. L like, my, my circle of friends, we, we always talk about different games, and I'm a huge competitive card game player. Always loved it. And I love seeing the different mechanics. And every single time somebody asks me, what do I think of Conquest? And the first thing that I was like, chess. But this just felt like those same, like, forward, far thought, set up strategies that you don't see that normally. This is Dragon Dragle from Chicago, Illinois. And I love Conquest because it gives me 40K without spending a fortune on miniatures <laughs> and a lifetime painting them. This is Nathan Gardner from Lakeville, Minnesota. I love Conquest uh, because of the game mechanics and the lore growing into it. The community, by far, it's the best community I've ever been in for any game. So that's why I like Conquest and hopefully I'll uh, keep playing it for a while. Great. Um, so my name's uh, Robert C. Shields and I'm from Los Angeles. And I love Conquest because it's an amazingly competitive game and uh, forces you to make ridiculous decisions, hate your friends, and then have to apologize afterwards. So who doesn't love it? <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks, Robert. You got it, man. Okay, yeah, so my name's John. Uh, I'm from New Zealand. Uh, it's great to be here. And for me, what I love about Conquest is that it's a reasonably simple game to learn, but one that's difficult to master. So, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Thanks, John. No worries. You're on. Uh, I'm Colin Cook. I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I love Conquest because it's both the setting, 40K setting is amazing, and the mechanics of the game are brilliant. Make it difficult to both know how to play your guy and how to play against all your opponents. Excellent. All right, my name is David Smith. I'm from Florida, and I, I love Conquest. I love Conquest because of the dynamic the dynamics of the game. In particular, the planets. The planets are random, and that randomness doesn't come from drawing dice. Every game is always different because of the, of the plants and the mechanics. And it's unique, and it's a fantastic, fantastic game set. I'm Carl DeBeer from Atlanta, Georgia, and I really love how the shields add a whole other level in Conquest. It's, it's unique to Conquest, and it's not in any other card game. Hi, I'm Dan Young from uh, Germany, and uh, well, what I love about Conquest is uh, the community and uh, the game itself. I mean, it's great. It's, I was there from the beginning, and uh, I, I will really miss it, and I'm looking forward to whatever's coming and whatever might actually be able to replace it, and I'm, of course, looking forward to... Uh, listening to a little more from good old Tobin. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Dan. Thanks. Hey, I'm Nicholas from Germany, and I like about Conquest that we have a really good community, except Dan. But <laughs> yeah, <I'm> Nico. Except Dan. <laughs> but I really like the people. All right. Welcome. Great. Hi. My name's Eric Kielbach. I'm from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. And my favorite thing about Conquest is the chess match and depth that the commit, the double blind commit provides in the deploy phase. I've never seen a mechanic in a game where the intricacies of fighting, command, and the double blind system, it, it creates like a true dance of skill that I've never seen a game emulate. It's, my, it's my, truly my favorite part of the game. Hi, this is J.D. Woody. I'm from Whittier, California. I've been playing Conquest since the core set was released. This week's been absolutely amazing. I got to participate in all three events, the championship, the side event the next day, the world leader, and the battle for Nectivus. 
Uh, it's been a great journey. It's been wonderful to see all the different types that people are bringing from all over the world, and uh, this game will be dearly missed. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing where things go. We're all going to stay in touch and hopefully catch each other on the next game. Uh, thanks to everybody that's been playing and supporting this community. This is a great meta, and uh, we hope for the best in the future. My name is Mike. I'm originally actually from Minnesota. Oh, really? Okay. Well, actually, I, I reside in Minnesota currently, but originally from Russia. Okay. So, and uh, I don't know, Conquest is a cool game, pretty much the first LCG I ever got into. Uh, before I only pretty much played Magic. Magic sucked, big time. No <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know, I just like Warhammer Universe. It's kind of cool, awesome lore. And uh, the game itself is cool. It's sort of fast-paced game, but in the meantime, it requires a lot of deep thinking because you have to think a couple turns in advance what may happen. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of cool. Yeah, great. Thank you, Mike. So, yeah, no problem. Well, I'm Josh. I'm from Maryland. Uh, and uh, the thing that I love most about Conquest is there's just so many decisions, you know, from the start of the game to when it ends. And... Unlike most games, every single one of them matters. If you screw one of them up, the game completely turns around. There's no decisions that don't matter. And I love it, and I'm sad it's going away. It's my favorite card game I've ever played. Sigh. Here, <laughs> here. <laughs> So you don't know what the answer is. What's the correct answer? I don't know. That's why I'm asking. What do you love about Conquest? I love the level of depth. Uh, I should have paid for and, and the and the and the and the really it's the commitment step. It's the yeah. it's the it's committing your warlord. It's a little bluff, a little faint, a little bluff, a little this, a little that, a little parry, a little shift. That's what I love. And I've told this story before, and we've talked about it. But I was reading the rules online when the game was first being introduced, and it, that commitment phase, where it was like, oh, wait, that's what determines how you get your cards and your resources? Oh, this is cool, right? So that's what I do. That's, that's my memory. Oh, sorry. That's probably the favorite thing I love about Conquest. That's it. Now I need your answer, man. So I'll just repeat that. <laughs> no, you don't get to. And I think You're one of the leaders in the community. You're one of the nicest guys I've ever met. You played Shadow Sun and took it to the top four? Top no, top 16. Top 16, okay. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. That was three days ago. I've had too many planets triggered since then. If I had a Space Wolves Predator, I might have taken it to the top eight. What? I said if I had a Space Wolves Predator, I might have taken it to the top eight. Right. Well, that's right. You lost the Peshmon in the yeah, first round. Yeah, he had a brutal hand. He should have had that hand against Nathan. That would have been nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He should have had Nathan. The hand he had against Nathan, he should have had against me. <laughs> and the other way around. Yeah. Okay, all right. I'll accept that. I think against Nathan, did he have, like, no... I think he had reducers and no elites or something. Yeah, so I think had, that's what it and was. And against me, yeah. he had, like, everything. Yeah, 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 he had everything. He had all the, all the soup, all the nuts, everything he needed. All the pieces. Are you recording? I am. I what? You didn't tell me you were recording. Of course I recorded. Have. I'm not going to put anything up that I don't think that either you don't want up there or I don't want up there. So what do I like about what do I love about Conquest? What do you love about Conquest? Uh, I think it is like the the skill level of the game, the kind of mix of tactics, strategy, and 
and psychology. So I really like the fact that you start with your warlord. So that's an element of luck that's taken out of the game right there right. compared to other card games. Having the different planets, I think, is really clever. Um, again, you can afford to lose at one planet and still be in the game, unlike a lot of LCGs and CCGs where if you're behind on turn one, everything you put down dies because there's only one kind of... you know, It's, it's almost an area control thing going on. The mixture of command and uh, combat, balancing that. And then, yeah. again, the commitment phase. Um, kind of picking where you go and kind of thinking, oh, but the opponent might know I go here and what do they have? Um, so, yeah, I think it's just got like the tactical depth it offers. Um, for me, is far more than any other card game. Which is going to make it really hard to find something to replace it going forward. Exactly. I think everything's going to be... Exactly. Uh, is it, it everything? It's going to be a hard game to measure up to. Yeah, that's. I think that's what we're all feeling. It's yeah. like we're hoping for L five R to be a good game, but it's got a yeah. tough road road ahead of it yeah. to, to earn its earn its peace. I think I've always kind of loved the idea of making your own decks and all that sort of stuff. Um, but in the past, obviously with CCGs, it was you know the luck of getting the right card out of a pack. Yeah. Um, and then also the games themselves, while you could put a lot into constructing the deck, a lot of it was luck of the draw, and that's still here. Um, and perhaps has even come back a little more in this cycle. But it still feels like it's got a lot. You have a lot more control over what's going on than in any other yep. other yep. card game. Yep. And the community as well, actually. I'd really, I, I think uh, it'll be really disappointing not to come to Wales next year, not to kind of chat to some of the same people with these right. different ideas. Well, who knows? By, by, um, by the time Worlds happens next year, you might be national champion of L5R and you might have a ticket paid for. Well. <laughs> if that, if, I don't know if the, the championship and all that stuff is going to happen in time. Yeah, I doubt Right, because they're looking at releasing uh, in uh, Gen Con. Yeah, because so. oh, yeah, no, we didn't get... Um, yeah, the first uh, when Conquest first came out, it released at Gen Con, and we didn't have it in the UK in time for Worlds. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I imagine it'll be the same. Thanks, bro. Cool. Cheers. My name is Jason Lasky. I'm from San Francisco, California, and I probably won't find another card game that's as fun or as deep or as interesting as Conquest. And I've met some of the best people here at Worlds, and I'm sad that this is the last chance because this is my first Worlds that I won't see these people. So uh, I'm really going to miss this game, and uh, they really outdid themselves. Hey, what's up? I'm Robert Burke from San Francisco, California, here to play the best card game ever made, Warhammer 40,000 Conquest. Um, I really like the the double-blind Warlord commit and like all the different reasons that you could have for doing that. You want to like drop off your guys so you can win a battle later. You want to show up to a battle so you can win it. You want to win command, or you want to use a battle ability. And it's... It's fun to, to guess what your opponent's thinking when they're committing their war, Warlord as well. I only started playing the game like four months ago, so it's kind of sad for me that it's ending. Hey, I'm Brian from First Planet Podcast, uh, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Uh, what do I like best about, pot, er, about uh, Conquest? Easily the community. And uh, being able to talk to you guys and, and have everybody talk back to us and sometimes literally talk back to us uh, is always a good thing. Thanks, Brian. So thanks to everyone who contributed to that bit. You probably noticed, Carl, that there were some definite threads in the responses. Mm -hmm. Conquest is a deep 
<laughs> complex game requires a great deal of forethought, right? They talked about warlord commitment. They talked about you know where where projecting where you're going to win your planets, projecting your path to victory. Do you see that as? Do you think they can replicate that in another game that isn't conquest? See, here's a good one. Um, ever since we'd heard the first parts about this whole um, closing off of the of the IP side of things, of yeah, 40K, yeah, of a 40k stuff in general, ending with Fantasy Flight and then Conquest being one of the casualties for that. I don't know. It's Conquest identity since the first has been a very strong, very strong game since the box, since the core set. I can I can barely think of another one that's quite as um, as heavy straight out of the box. I mean, Netrunner, as the as the obvious example, of the other similar game we play. Whilst there's a lot going on in that early one, it really got into its stride once the packs, once things extended out and turned from a good game into something where a lot of people were really playing out and shouting out the strategies and all that. Yeah. But from the first part in Conquest, it was always like, well, you know, these orcs seem kind of weak. But wow, if you don't plan your turn out, you can really get these guys dealt with well. You know, you can yeah. you can you can really force it out. I mean, it's a fun one. It took a little while for me to get anywhere um, well settled in. You know, I had to find the Eldar part a good part of the way into the first season. Yeah. You know, to, to have to have any real plan there. And but, but when I did, it was obvious that yeah, hold on, this is there is so much going on in this table. There's so much to manipulate. There's so much to get your teeth into, kind of thing. I'm not too surprised at everyone. But that's that's the most thing that people wanted to lord. Was you know how 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 strong how strong the design of the basic game, ignoring cards, ignoring um, factions, yeah, just how 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 strong a game it was to, to get to engage. Yeah, and you're right. As opposed to maybe Netrunner, because of the agenda limitations on the corporate side, on the corporation side, the deck building, as far as the core set went, the deck building was really limited by whether you had one, two, or three core sets. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. and that was about it. Like you could do pretty strong stuff. In each of the factions, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. The that's identities were strong too. There was there was a definite feel for each each playstyle. Yeah, you know, yeah. It took took me like I say it took me a while to find out how some of them played. Yeah. But I mean, all of them in there had a very very clear. You know, this is how we do our thing. Yeah, and, and a, a big big wide game to to um, to explore that in. Yep, I've been thinking about coming games. Like I I, I haven't played Conquest since Worlds yet, mm-hmm. since John's passing. I want to. I haven't had the opportunity to, but I want to. And, and next time, I uh, I will be asking our local players, hey, you want to play a game? Because I, I want to get it done. I want to mm-hmm. get that next game done with. I had a chance. We played, in, we played at Worlds. They threw a whole bunch of stuff at us at Worlds, as, as you've heard us say. So be, because it was FFG's swan song for Conquest... They gave us all the standard stuff that everybody else got. The Star Wars LCG and the Netrunner LCG. We all got these deluxe deck boxes and a pack of alt art cards. But we also got uh, dragon, and everybody got dragon shields and boxes and bounties for each game, which mm. was cool. That mm-hmm. was a really cool surprise addition. Like everybody got laid out stuff. So there were some games where people were getting Nec- Necron mats were part of the bounty, and so a lot of. A lot of the Conquest players were like, oh no, what one guy like, oh no, I already had that. And another guy would be like, okay, you can have that one if I have this one. And you'd split the bounty. It wasn't necessarily about who won the game. It was like, which one don't you have? <laughs> which yeah, one do you yeah, want more? Exactly. Okay, you can take that one. Yeah. And they did that for, 
for each of the games across the board. So with respect to the value, the dollar value for your time and your effort to get to Worlds, 2016 was uh, a bar-raising experience. It was really uh, great that the FFG did that. And then they, they kept throwing stuff at us. Because it was a swan song for Conquest, we got even more stuff. We got Eldar Survivalist art cards. We got Gorzod alternate art, Road Crater alternate art, which was the planned, I think, alternate art. Mm -hmm. We got Void Pirate, of course. They, they even, bittersweet, we got these kind of um, longer... I don't know, it's probably four inches by 4 by 11. Mm -hmm. Prints of uh, orc, an orc art print mm -hmm. that was to be the big box orc art. The big, the art oh, for the big box, no, the I orc big box. I hadn't heard about that. Expansion no. that was almost, that was the next planned expansion, but never realized. The orc box, huh? So, there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were in seventh heaven. That was, that was really cool. And then we played... We played in John and I played the World Eater tournaments. Uh, I play, I I actually turned out to get in Worlds. I got I was four and two. I got placed twenty first. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. Uh, I lost first. I lost early though. I lost I I won one and then lost two. So I was kind of in the lower bracket of the four and two people. Had I split those losses, I might have ended up in the top sixteen. But I was twenty first, so I was happy. But John and I then played in the World Eater tournaments, which were like small, like three round things and. Depending on how you did, you got a certain level of prize, and there were all kinds of stuff. Just uh, command link, to command unit, command <laughs> icon tokens for the three and O people, and and cards for the two and one people, and other cards for the one and two people, and other cards for the O and three people. It was <laughs> insane. They just kept giving us stuff, and getting getting uh, it all out. It was really out. neat. It was really neat. So uh, that was really cool. And then and then John left on Friday. And uh, I played in the battle for Nectivus. I don't know if I have I showed you that plan, the the planet yet. I don't think you've shown it to me. I heard about what was going on with it. Yeah, it's yeah. a two resource, two command planet. And yeah. At the end of the HQ phase, a force reaction, each person takes two damage. Mm -hmm. Each unit takes two damage at the end of that, or maybe it's four. I can't remember now. <laughs> but I, that was a really fun one too. That was an event. That was a Kickstarter run, player player run event, mm -hmm. uh, and. Um, that was a really good send-off. People, I think, people had a lot of fun. The battle, the Nectivist planet came up, was a big deal in a couple of the, a couple of the uh, games. Um, I played against Joey Cook. Uh, he trounced me soundly. <laughs> um, uh, what the, I think I played Eldroth in that. I played Eldroth Starbase. So yeah, and I got, I think I got four and two in that one too, or maybe three and two. I think there were five rounds. Went three and two. Uh, I managed to get top 16, so I managed to get some tarot-sized alternate art planets. I was going to say, I thought I'd seen those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So those are cool. Um, but it was it was just a, a great deal of fun, and, and Worlds was a great send-off. But what I, what I want to talk... So many of us were speculating, right? We mm -hmm. knew it was over. We knew this was a swan song. So here's the thing. I don't... How... Familiar are you, are you with Twilight Imperium? The uh, the, the large scale board game, yeah. fairly, fairly. I can't one of those ones I've never got around to playing, but I've seen people and seen people set up a fair few. So okay. relatively, relatively, because that's an IP that Fantasy Flight Games owns. That's their IP. Mm -hmm. That's one of their original big box games, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about it, but a couple of people mentioned at Worlds 
that conquest could be mapped the the conquest structure the game structure could be mapped to Twilight Imperium like so you mm -hmm. take out the GW stuff mm -hmm. and you put in TI stuff are there seven factions are there wow. are, are there you know like it seems like the games workshop stuff is all kill <laughs> like yeah. it's yeah. war based right there's it's like there's but TI I've heard things about oh there's political it's a political game as well and this and that and the other well, thing well um, yeah I mean that's that's more the game mechanics that's more the player interaction kind of thing okay. I mean, we sat down with New Angeles recently for example yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, that type of interaction there clearly we, we're not we're sort of like in that game analoguing what the how the corpse were taught to each other Right. The corpses are still very much at each other's throats and trying to kill each other off if they possibly could. Oh, of course, yeah. They just yeah, know yeah, they yeah. can't. Yeah, well, we that's... can't kill the city, but it can yeah. beat you. you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I can, you know, exactly. I can't, I can't go do this carefully. That's more Twilight Imperium's deal. I, I'll, go on, I'll go on record and say I don't think the, um, the theme of Twilight Imperium is strong enough to achieve that. They'd have to flesh it out a heck of a lot. I mean, you'd have to flesh something out insanely to get a match to 40k. You know, yeah, um, because the, there's such a rich structure there. Yeah, yeah. and it's—I like, mean, <laughs> um, there's no other setting I can think of where it's like we have these huge, great guys who are like the toughest of the tough. I mean, they really are. Like a couple of them is scary to a planet kind of thing, and I can't think of any other setting where you wouldn't go, "Well, that just seems kind of ridiculous." In, in, in 40k, <laughs> it lined up well. It, it seemed to build its. It seemed to lend itself. There was some level of acceptance. It was completely yeah. believable. Yeah, you know, in, you are, 40K, yeah, as, right? as much as like it could be. Air yeah. quotes there. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you you knew from whether it was reading the lore or participating in the minions game or the tabletop RPG that you could drop a Terminator on a planet and come back six months later, the mm. planet would be gone. Yeah, you know. Right? It's, it's, every, every living thing on the planet would be exhausted and the Terminator would be standing there having a ham sandwich. Yeah. It had, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the right word, but it, it had that, um, I, kind of, I, I suppose you would call it the James Bond effect of there's, there's so much of this narrative structure built up, you're all, that's how it works, it's fine. Yeah, I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not sure you could okay. translate that well to something okay. else. You know, okay. you'd have... I, I'm, I'm not certain there. I had I had a good thing about what what could this go on to? What other war games could um could the the conquest structure game system fit to? Okay, you and know? oh, yeah, there was a good there was a good <laughs> few around. I mean, we've got the, we've got the uh, specter of future LCGs with um with uh, F Fancy Fly coming up anyway, but none of those seem to particularly line well, up. Well, Legend of the Five Rings is the next one up, right? Yeah. And that was never that heavily. Well, talking talking very very vaguely, that was ne ne never that heavily a, a combat only, like physically beating each other up game. Right. The the forty k was. Well, know? yeah, and and I just talked to a friend of mine about this this weekend because I I know nothing about L five R. Yeah. The tiny original bit, CCG. Yeah. And he was talking about stuff like military victory, honor victory, and. I didn't know what either of those things was, mm -hmm. right? And so, um, yeah, the, the, so yeah, the, so the, the it doesn't it doesn't seem like it it would map well. Yeah, I mean the heavy character leader, you know, the big bombastic. Here's the massive warlord charging right. forward with his guys. Again, doesn't particularly seem to line up. The assassinating opposing leader in in a battle rather than doing it in the courtly way you'd expect from the the Chinese Japanese courts. To my understanding, um, um, Legend of the Five Rings is a sort of uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms, if you know your historical stuff. It's in that kind okay. of setting there. And that was very much a courtly drama, interactions of great houses. Whereas okay. that's not really 40K's deal. 40K's deal, like we say, is, is, a, is a huge World War I conflict constantly. It's massive trench battles and great big right. constant constant trying to blow each other to pieces kind of thing. Right. You know, and that doesn't, doesn't seem to line up too well with the, the style of that. 
And I, I pondered a few of us. I was um, they had their um, fancy flight have their rune wars or their rune rune age. I think rune bound. Rune, rune age. Bound. Rune bound. Rune age setting. Yeah, yeah. A few different rune, ones. Rune, they, they recently announced their miniatures yeah. one from it, and that was something I was like, I could buy that because they can do what they like with that one, and that's always seemed to be a little bit of a gentle aping of. Of, of a of a um, of warmer of a warmer fantasy setting, right? You know, like here's the big here's the big fantasy factions. They're fighting for X reason, go kind of thing. You know. Okay. Okay. You can see that. I just it's uh, my first my first impulse when you say Roombound is is Wars was that big image of that worm like creature. Somebody riding the worm like creature. That's the that's the room, yeah. room Wars minis one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and and that's the. That's the kind of the title character right now. That's the primary image you as, I associate with Rune Wars. Whereas with with Warhammer 40k, it's usually a Space Marine firing at somebody. Or, of course. You know, so it's a little weird. Like, oh yeah, yeah, this this universe is going to be based on a game whose title character is a worm. <laughs> or, well, I mean, to be, to or leading image, I guess. Whatever yeah. it is, primary image is is one where a guy's riding a giant worm. <laughs> to be fair, they're clearly working towards actually getting it unreleased. They've just recently started doing the first parts of "Here's Our Bleeding Out of Bachelor Info." Yeah, yeah, yeah I, saw I saw that. So, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, but we'll we'll see what goes on with that. I mean, it's an interesting one. Obviously, when we first heard about the conquest issues, the the it's it's dipped towards the end. Um, Star Wars stuff. We knew there was an upcoming Star Wars game. We didn't know anything about at the point. Destiny was a, a future prospect to that. Yeah, time. and so that, I mean, I, I considered for a little while. Okay, a Star Warsy battle game. Is there enough? Is there enough pitched war there to make this play out? You know, and I was, again, not certain. Not. Yeah. It's, so I guess what I was thinking of was the first structure. They, they you know, Brad is on record multiple times as saying the first thing to come of conquest was Eric's ring. Right, the mm. the conquest circle. Yeah, the the, the uh, right? ally ring, the ally ring, mm. um, the faction ring, whatever it's called. And faction, um, sorry, yes, you're quite right. And so I was thinking about okay, where what are games, what are universes, and where, where I know there are six or seven factions. Mm-hmm. And Star Wars doesn't seem like there's the, the, the Sith, yeah. there's the rebels, there's the Empire, yeah. there's I mean maybe you could you you know you could parse well, off in X wing. There's a Thirty scoundrels. Yeah, if you go, if you go, um, if you go, uh, the the Star Wars LCG, they got a fair few factions out of it. Okay, they divided, um, they divided the the, uh, force power stuff into Sith and Jedi, of course. So dark side, light side stuff there, easy enough. Um, I'm pretty sure they had Imperial Navy was a separate Imperial one. Um, I'm I'm talking very very big. It's been a long time since I played this game. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you have the smugglers and scoundrels stuff or smuggler stuff, which is the the Han Solo-y yeah, um, good yeah. guy. Good guy off the off the grid stuff. Yeah, um, uh, I think it's scum and, scum and villainy is what you're thinking from X Wing. Oh right, remember, right, right, right. I can't remember where it's called that. Whether whether or not it's called that in the Star Wars LCG. But it's a fun part that the the Star Wars LCG has impacted me so little that I was considering a, another system to go over it. It's not a bad game. Yeah, but just, if they start, if they have, yeah, if they release a Star Wars LCG, that's. If they redo Conquest in the Star Wars universe, that would confuse the heck out of people. Well, of course. I mean, that's the, that's right. the deal there. I could kind of see it. like Unless the Star Wars LCG, as we know now, were yeah. like a different to go style. to version 2. Yeah. Well, here's a fun thought for you. Um, Conquest is a board game. That's this, the system as a board game style thing. A preset set of stuff with some crazy things in there, some different win conditions, and you sit down and play it as a contained game. Okay. Interesting thought, isn't it? Because, like I said, there's a lot going on in that game, and a lot you could do with um, with characterizing factions and all that. Yeah. 
and Fantasy Fight's been known to repurpose um, systems. I mean, yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. The um, uh, a recent Game of Thrones one that essentially is Cosmic Encounter, for example, as you get into it, it's practically identical. Hand of the King or whatever it's yeah. called? Mm -hmm. Is that really what it is? It's, it's a, it's it's a kind one, of a reskin yeah, of Cosmic Encounter. It really is. You have crowns and their power and you steal them and move them around. <laughs> and I was like, it's Cosmic Encounter. I've, I've played Cosmic Encounter yeah. twice. Yeah. It, and it's, it's a fun game. It's not necessarily one I would play all the time. Yeah. I'm more of a medium to heavy game player, but it, it's a relatively quick and light um, game that still manages to capture the, the, the diplomacy kind of feel, the whole trading power and stealing from people and fighting, scrabbling for what there is, okay. which is game very Game of Thrones. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. So it probably sure. does a good job there. But yeah, when you saw it, it was like, oh, it's a it's a cosmic encounter claim. Yeah, okay. interesting. Cool. You know. Well, the w the one bit of news uh, for the Conquest world is as. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're probably a frequenter of the Facebook and page or the Reddit and the Card Game DB pages. But you know that the Apocalypse Expansion Group continues to develop cards, so they're developing cards. There are plenty of new things happening in the Conquest universe there. And then the Black Crusade expansion, by the time this uh, hits the interwebs, this uh, will the Black Crusade expansion will be out and in our universe. I plan on ordering a couple playsets of this wonderful expansion that. I had an early hand in helping shape, but uh, as as time went on and, and with John's passing, uh, my attention got diverted and I wasn't able to really participate in the play testing of this. But what I, card, what card size is the expansion you guys doing? Uh, I think it's about twenty cards. I've just looked. You're doing a regular we've just battle pack. Yeah, four pack size. Sam sent out the the pack to proof mm -hmm. for for the group to proof and. I just looked at them not more than 15, 20 minutes ago as we sit here, and I think there's 20, 20, 20 22 cards. Mm -hmm. So there's at least one per faction. There's, I think most have two. Most factions have two cards. So yeah. that's nine. Yeah, 21, 22 cards, I think, is in the. Did you do any neutrals? So. Not that I saw. Okay. Not that I saw. I always thought that was an interesting, interestingly difficult thing to do. Yeah, yeah, and we did. Card. We met uh, at Worlds that night after, was it that first night? I can't remember. There was an evening at Worlds where the group of us met. Most of us were there. Um, and we hashed out all the cards. We looked at all of them. We said, which ones are we going to move forward with developing, so on and so forth. We moved forward with a lot of them. But you're, you're right, the neutrals was especially tough. And I remember some conversations, well, then that breaks this, and that breaks this, and that breaks that, and that breaks the other thing. Mm -hmm. But we were trying to get to the point where we could test things. And some of the cards, you know, a half dozen of the cards that we thought were pretty strong going into just didn't didn't make it through testing, mm -hmm. as, as is, you know, yeah, as is course, the case. I, I haven't been a party to, this is the first, that was the first experience I've had in any kind of effort like that. Mm -hmm. I haven't play-tested before. Kind of play so test and development. That was, yeah. that was an interesting thing. Um, having said that, I'm, I'm going to get those cards and I have them in real life. I'm going to find some kind of way I can print them off and have actual physical mm -hmm. cards there instead of just... There are quite a few good services for that, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so we'll, But we'll have a link to the BCL expansion in the show notes so you guys can find it. And then, as some of you probably also saw... Sam Mann has decided this would be his first and last expansion under his leadership. I'd especially like to thank him for what he's done and the group for their time. And uh, they've also dedicated the set to John. So 
I would especially like to welcome and, and thank them for that effort. The Black Crusade League itself will now be run by Paul Steiner, who's also a member of that BCL design group and a rules guru and um, a good guy. So if you're on Octagon, if you have Octagon, keep playing, right? Keep playing. I plan to play in real life as I've been listening to the, the you know, you and I have been listening to some of the old episodes, trying to pick out some of the best ofs for John. And... It's interesting to hear us talk about, oh, yeah, we're going to do this and that. Now, remember this deck and Epistolary uh, Residual and, <laughs> and Chaplain, uh, Chaplain Mavros. And, and we were talking a lot about these these various warlords. And, oh, yeah, I'm going to build a tally deck. And mm. I got to the one where I'm talking about maybe each month I'll, I'll spend a month on each faction and, and try to play those guys. And I think I'm going to do that. I, I, I do want to get back to this because, in all honesty, Netrunner has lost its shine for me. I play it a little bit, but not too much. Mm-hmm. And um, there, so so because I'm not playing it nearly as much, I'm going to play Conquest some more. And so I've finally gotten back. I think I'm back on the horse. It'll be a, be an emotional moment when I set those cards out for the first time. I think, but um, uh, I want to keep playing some Conquest. And there's a few guys down in Denver who still want to play as well. So we'll be playing with those things. But until L5R hits, and, and I think you and I, and this might be a good segue, like, what are we going to do for the next six months? What are we going to do for the next eight months, really, maybe? When is, when is uh, August 2017? So as we sit Gen, here, Gen Con, hit. Gen Con yeah. is yeah. mid-August, so that's about six months, uh, seven months away. Uh, Gaming-wise, what are your plans, Carl Anderton? Well, I've, I've, I've been I've been letting um, Star Wars Destiny take me over a bit. Um, oh yeah, the cafe's been doing a big push on getting that game going. When it hits. Do you have any on Do the I, shelves? Not right this second, no, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, we, that, ha- we have we that have seems a, to be the problem. We have a heck of a lot of singles actually. We're doing we're doing well on that, and that's that's not easy to come by right now. Um, we have a ton of people playing. It's been a, it's been a it's been a um, very very big release. That and the Arkham Horror Living Card Game that I know you've yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah for sure yeah for those sure. that that Arkham Horror one might be the biggest LCG release they've done certainly on our end. It, we we've never sold out of a game of an LCG core set as as viciously as and as consistently probably yeah. Huh? I mean I mean I think we I think we might have a copy on the shelf right now after Christmas leftover and that's probably set three that were enormous. For that yeah. size of game, yeah, yeah. Um, ton of people playing that. Like I, I myself have been doing a fair bit, bit fair bit of deck building and testing on Destiny. I was, <laughs> it was one of those fun bits. You don't, no, no matter how many times you get recorded and, and get your opinions put out, you don't think of yourself as as a big person in any community or anything like that. <laughs> I posted up a Destiny deck. I know, yeah, no kidding. We don't think of yourself. That's you know, you're not, you're right. not like, you know, people listen to be sure, but everyone's having discussion. We're you're, sitting here just yeah. shitting on ourselves. Yeah, you know, well, it's a, you know, you're part, you're part of a conversation thing. Is what I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I've been watching um, Star Wars Destiny DB. Same API as LCN Day's fantastic Netrunner DB. <laughs> and Arkham Horde has Arkham one DB, itself yeah. called Arkham DB. Sorry, it's, exactly, it's exactly the same system, too. It's a great thing. Uh, uh, yeah, I've got a. Look. Success perpetuates. So, right? total, total side point. LCN Day's API for that um, site has been amazing. The Conquest DB one was a brilliant site. Just when it went, and, the, and the gentleman running it updated it very nicely. Mm-hmm. We, we, in fact, mentioned this in one of our late episodes. Yeah. We were doing the check in. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, popping yeah, yeah. up. And, um, well, I, I, I went on there, and it's been a deep pretty good place for a conversation and all that and I, I, I've been playing a deck archetype and went hey 
This um, isn't Star Wars Destiny. This is Star Wars Destiny. Okay. It's Star Wars Destiny. I was on the Destiny Star Wars on SW Destiny DB and going, hey, this is conversation's pretty good here. People are doing what they do. They're voting and talking stuff. I go, okay, I'm going to pop up on the decks I've been playing. Some guy had mentioned an archetype in one of the conversations about what do you think will be big when the game gets competitive, playing competitively. And I hadn't heard about heard about this archetype. So anyone's interested, it's a Qui Gon Ray deck, but we'll leave that for another time. Qui Gon Ray, like as in Qui Gon Jinn and, and Ray, whatever Ray from, her last Ray, name is. Yeah, Ray from okay. Awakening. So you picked you picked a couple of characters. They're the main characters in there. Yeah. Um, and so I went. That sounds really interesting. I'll go and look into how that's played. My normal deal of let's let's go through what people have built with those two characters. And right. it was, I found about six examples that are pretty different. Built, went through those, picked out what I thought was working, and looked at while they were doing it. Built a deck, tested it refined it a bit went on and then went hey I think I got something pretty good I played this with my friends I'll um, I'll post this up and go this is a kind of hey this is something I built from I didn't come up with this archetype kind of conversation right? I, right, think, right, I think right. the write up opens with that saying I'm not trying to make out this this is my deck but not necessarily my deck build kind right. of thing, you know um, I just wanted to get talked about and three days later it's exploded there's comments all the way down it's been upvoted and favorited to madness and I'm like Okay. Wow. Kind of started that. So, um, cool. look, I mean, like this morning, um, I think my phone went off a little before the conversation, and it's an email response going, "Hey, you got another comment on that?" I'm like, "Dear wow, Lord. cool." So, yeah, there's, you know, people people uh, are excited about the game. Like Destiny, they can't keep it in stock down south. Yeah. Uh, you guys have talked. I, I've been up here a couple times since it released. And you guys have always spoken about, yeah, we Regulars don't have like, any. We don't have like any. Michael Jonas and stuff like that. I've yeah, took it, took it nicely. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 doing it's doing well. It's that type of small dueling game. It's it's in that little place where you can see FFG's design in it, and that's that's the reason I started out playing it at all. Uh -huh. Is it is if it was built by someone else, I could very much see the straightforward. I roll my dice, I get bigger numbers. Woo, I win. It's not like that. It's remarkably deep. And I, I've never looked at the table and gone, well, that's just what I should do. Which right. is the sign of a good game. Right. You know, there's never, a, there's right. practically never a moment of, you know, I do, because you alternate actions, it's very much, I do, I think, are you going to break that? Were you planning that? Had you seen that the whole time? Am yeah, I about to? Yeah. No, okay, I can do it. Cool. That right. kind of thing. So are you going to do a podcast about Star Wars Destiny? Oh, we <laughs> Me, me, um, I'm going to say this one on, on, say this one on, on, on air here, um, particularly since we knew the Conquest one was coming to an end. Um, myself and um, uh, Mike, one of our friends, we yeah. talked about a um, doing various stuff. We both play Guild Ball, a miniatures game. I think I mentioned it here uh -huh, before. Uh -huh. Great, really, really deep, real friend little game. And um, we make a joke that we should do a little side podcast on that. And I went, yeah, it could be called Properly Shaped Balls. <laughs> uh, Guild Ball is a soccer game. To those of you needing the joke, about. okay, so, good. you know, yeah, we're like, yeah, we could go with that. We could, so we, yeah, maybe we'll do that one. Who yeah, knows, for sure, know? for sure. Yeah, I, you mentioned we we I picked up New Angeles, which is a board game set in the Android universe, and I like that one. That's fun. It gives me my my because I like the Android IP, mm -hmm. so I've been playing a little bit of that. Um, and, and, you know, Arkham Horror Living Card Game. And, and Arkham Horror Living oh, Card Game. Word, we play yeah, of that's uh, that. W that one's a challenge because I'm trying to play with my wife, <laughs> and, but she's not a big gamer. So every once in a while, I'm like, "Hey, honey, what about playing this?" And she's like, "Well, oh, not tonight." I'm like, "Oh shoot." Yeah. Um, so I'm, I've got these decks built for us, and we're working on the first campaign. So I'm in. We played Scenario Two once, and we failed at that because I broke a rule and it ended up sending us down the dark path and we, mm. we didn't succeed. So I want to keep those decks together, mm -hmm. but it's hard to do, like, it's, so because I want to keep those decks together, it's hard to play with other folks. The deck build so, as well, yes, so exactly. Have you, I know you play with your wife. 
Do you yeah. play with other people as well? We've I've played a, a, a few games with um, with my wife directly, like a couple of two player ones. Yeah, I think it's good as a two player. Like any multiplayer, it, it grows when it gets a little bigger. Most of my games have been a three player. There's uh, myself, myself, my wife, and a friend of ours, and Matt that we play a lot of um, that kind of stuff with. We I got Seafall, like sea game for us to play things uh-huh. like that a while ago. So we're generally that's that's the small group that sits midweek and plays stuff. And okay. we're very used to doing that. We played a lot of Pathfinder, the adventure card mm-hmm. game when it came out. Um, we've been having a heck of a lot of fun with Arkham. We recently did a complete character rebuild. We all went, let's change these and try some stuff. That's kind of the fun one for me because I'm the card gamer out of the, out of the three. Uh-huh. And so there's been a little bit of kind of, to my mind, and this is going on record and it's going to be heard. This is um, this is a little bit of the um, of, of my wife and Matt catching up with um, the kind of like developing decks bit because they're not they're not they don't have that mindset of mine of build this deck oh that's not working that goes okay true it out you know viciously modify this deck and they've been doing that at a different rate because they don't do that as often I've been on like we made a joke at Arkham DB I've been when the game came out I was on Arkham DB going yeah that's that one can go out only one of those guys let's let's do this really in-depth analysis bit yeah and and I've and now that I've I just opened up an Arkham DB account yesterday and Mm. so I recorded (laughs) those first two decks of my wife and of mine uh, Mm. on Arkham so those are those are set so I can recreate those so that's because my hope is that I open it up and start playing through the scenario with some other friends of mine who have mm. who have the game as well. I think that's going to be the when, when there's a little more stability on core sets. I may I may delve into one or two more and have my. I'm hoping that Arkham Horror Living Car Game has a bit of that. You turn up to play with somebody because of the because of the deck building side of it compared yeah. to a lot of the other games. Yeah. It's not like say. Um, Lord of the Rings had the way in the way you needed decks for a certain scenario. You couldn't really turn up and go. Has everyone brought a deck to play today? Okay, cool. Let's go play this game together. Kind yeah, of. Yeah. Well, and that's that's what they've improved upon between exactly. Lord of the Rings and Arkham. Right? Is Lord of the Rings because they allowed you to build a deck for each scenario. They mm-hmm. had to build scenarios that were that were powerful enough to challenge you if you could yeah. build any deck you wanted. But then you needed to build any de- the the very most powerful deck you could and the most specific and most focused. And that's what ruined that kind of ruined it for me. I played my wife and I played through the first six or seven scenarios in Lord of the Rings. Well, not for the core set and then the first cycle and then maybe even a couple of deluxe boxes. But we got tired of it because I was deck I was doing the deck building and then Brenda would look at the cards and go, what do these do? Because it would be yeah, all new course. cards, and yeah. she wouldn't know, and blah blah blah. I, so it was, I, it was exhausting. This, how do I play this finely tuned deck? Yes, it wasn't. A, it wasn't yeah. a game. It was a. It was a. It was a learning experience. It was a classroom. I actually heard her. a really good, really good um, uh, phrasing for what the problem, the problem that occurred with the Lord of the Rings situation there yeah. is, is. It was an arms race. Yeah, yeah, here is, yeah. Here yeah, is yeah, a problem. Yeah. I build to solve this problem. Developers right. go, well, they beat that really easily. Let's make something to beat that thing. Well, fine, I'll build a thing to beat that thing. Right. Uh, and that's what happens, <laughs> right? And so, but with Arkham, because of the way they've said, you ideally, you're, you're going to start with one deck at mm. level zeros, and you're going to start a campaign at level zeros, and you're going to build your deck as you go through that particular campaign. It's many, multiple scenarios in the campaign. Mm-hmm. So then... And there's, alongside that, so you're building your deck as the campaign is going on, so the campaign is getting a bit harder, but your deck is getting a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Well, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and slightly worse. We've all and, and maybe something slightly Horror. worse. Yeah. But also what's happening is there's four levels of difficulty in Arkham Horror. There's mm-hmm. easy, standard, it's like hard, hard and then like fracking impossible, nightmare or yeah, nightmarish or level, right? Yeah. So there's four levels, and, and so... That allows people to be challenged and, and go back and 
use like once the corset gets you know once you get a few things down the road if you have three or four expansions down the road and going back and playing the corset scenarios might be too easy because you have some of the cards that directly that really enhance your deck for those particular corset scenarios and maybe so you up the up the difficulty on the corset scenarios when you have cards from the sixth that's pack a, out. That's right? a good call. I mean, um, the first expansions due um, as of recording this on the Thursday. We're recording yep, on Monday morning, yep. um, and that looks. I looked at the um, there's characters coming up in that. I'm like chomping at the bit to play, and I think there's a few in there that were definitely. Um, the difficulty level you're mentioning there is, in some cases, was very stat reliant. Was like it just they did, the modifiers got worse in your in your favor. Yep. And I don't see, I don't think I saw anyone there that seemed to break that. But they're certainly consistent enough to mean that tougher actual um, situation scenarios, like the the um, print on the lands, like Curse of the Rougarou and things, uh -huh. they might be more far more viable situations with these upcoming stuff. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, still like yeah, yeah. quite right. It can only it can only get easier with more cards. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it you can know. get you could because you can build your deck. But it get it's, it gets easier at the at a lock if you lock in a level of difficulty, it mm. gets easier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how you make it more challenging for yourself or for Break your group up. is yeah. to increase the difficulty. And we haven't done it yet, but I've definitely seen a situation where you just modify that um to explain what we're talking about here a second, um, Arkham Horror Living Card Game uses the randomization mechanic, but its mechanic is a bag of tokens. And, right, and so there's constantly skill tests throughout the game. Yeah, and, and these tokens screw with your... In, in the case of the easy mode, ever so slightly improve your odds, but most of the right. time just make it make it a lower number than you expected. And then the idea being that you can... The different difficulties modify what's in the bag. Well, right. we haven't tried it yet, but there's no doubt that people are just going to, well, modify the bag. Is this too hard, yep. too easy for me? We yep. just mess with those levels. That's, they have multiple tokens for that reason. Yep. You know. Yeah, you reason. say, well, you know, this is, we're going to, you can even make it, yeah, yeah I hadn't thought of that. Yep. Because you build, easy level, you build a certain bag of tokens, and they're yeah. modifiers to the skill test. So there's plus ones, plus twos, zeros, mm. minus ones, minus twos, minus threes, minus fours, and there's, uh, for the... The nightmarish ones. There's more negative values and higher negative values than there are positive ones, and lesser lesser positive ones than the man. So you get the idea. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. But you could, I guess, you could like go like, well, we don't want to do we don't want to do nightmarish, but we don't want to do more harder than standard. So mm. you'd switch out like one token. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, like a, reasonable... a negative two for a negative one, or a yeah. negative one for a zero. Or... Well, you know, you know yourself. The big the, when you're um, planning out your turn in terms of skill checks, you're basing it on okay, ignore the auto fail. What's um, what's my worst case scenario? Right. Okay, in this range, I should be fine. Yeah. The famous words. Yeah. We're, every you're time. Always, <laughs> my wife and I have been aiming for plus two. Before yeah. you draw well, out of the bag, well, <laughs> like if, plus, you can, yeah. if you can pull a plus two out of, if you can get to plus two, but you're minus, we're we're zero right now, we're even, so let's pull out of the bag. Oh, zero, we pass. Woohoo! If you, if you haven't played <laughs> played her yet, Wendy is the YOLO character. Wendy, when, when, yeah, Wendy, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, like, oh, forget it, whatever. <laughs> it's a minus four. Who cares between survivor cards and uh, me, me um, redrawing? Go for it. You know, anyway. uh, so, so, so apparently, if we if we've got nothing to do for the next six months, we're we about to do a small, um, an occasional Arkham Arkham Horror. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe we can <laughs> do the like Arkham Horror. Sounds podcast. like it. Since uh, both, since no, both uh, was a play. Uh, there's, I, I think, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think there's more podcast material for competitive games than there is for. It, it, it would be, it would be, I can see I can see a monthly across that time. It'd be fun, fun to chronicle what happens to us, maybe. All know. right, all right, yeah, that's that's a possibility. We're also hoping. I think both of us are also hoping that L five R tickles our fancy, um, mm -hmm. 
but we won't know anything about that game uh, until they announce, start doing some stuff. Sorry, six, 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 six limited episodes of Arkham Horror and Living Card Game um, podcast called Going Slowly Crazy. <laughs> it'd be an idea. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, across the time, waiting, waiting for this stuff. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> now L five L five R is looking well. L five R setting looks promising. It always has been a very big, strong, interesting one. Right, and it's, and it's a different type of card game. I mean, like I say, I, I barely touched the original. I have a friend of mine who, um, one of the staff at the cafe, who played a fair bit of the better collectible card game, and he's got some experience talking about different styles of things he played. One of the last things I did while at Fantasy Flight, before the battle for Nectivus, is John and I interviewed Nathan Gardner. And we asked him um, various questions about about the state of the game. And we did record that, so I'd like you to uh, hang on and listen to that here. And we'll be back after that interview. Remember when you were young You shone like the sun So we're here with Nathan Gardner, uh, newly minted world champion for 2016. Congratulations. Congratulations, Nathan. Thank you very much. Um, you played Kith? Yeah. Uh, so, so, so let's give you the picture. We're sitting here in the FFG Event Center. There's folks around us. It's Friday morning. Uh, John and I are, played more Conquest in three days than we thought we could. Uh, Nathan, you probably, spe- you probably played just as much as we have. Uh, especially more intense conquest than we have for sure. So, what are your what were your first thoughts upon like shaking Pejmon's hand and, and just what, what what was going through your head? Um, well, just like Gen Con, I mean, it, it's not as soon as I won. It's not like my thoughts are like, oh, I won. It's like I wanted to discuss the game with him because there's like a lot of key moments that like I wanted to know. Well, did, were you able to do this if you went here? Uh, if you would have played this, like, would you have done this? And so we, we did a lot of tactical uh, theory crafting on the game, like, right then and there, um, which was really cool. And then uh, and then it, I didn't really start feeling like, oh, I was winning until, like, they, they presented me the trophy. And then it's like, oh, wow, this is a nice trophy. And then, like, I, I really felt like I won... Uh, the best moment was, uh, I mean, everybody was off at the, the side venue playing World Yeah, Eater. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. there was really no one there watching us, uh, though uh, my wife was streaming on her phone, and I think a lot of other people were streaming on their phones. Yeah, there were uh, and, two or three phones that were up and yeah, running. Yeah but, yeah. but as soon as I walked over there, my wife saw me immediately, and she gave a yell and started clapping, and then I was walking in, and then everybody started clapping, and that felt... Great. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's I mean, cool. I mean, that was like the first time, really, some like a standing, planning, clapping ovation that, like, for something I actually care about doing. I mean, school work. I mean, people clap for whatever achievement, but I mean, it, you're not necessarily like putting your heart and like soul into that kind of stuff sometimes. Uh-huh. But I mean, Conquest is my favorite game of all time, and uh, I mean, I love the theme. And so to, to accomplish what I have and then to be appreciated for doing that, I mean, it, it felt great yesterday after Excellent. all that. So I, I was really happy. Excellent. 
So what made you pick Kit? I mean, was it the, was it card for card the same deck you played at Gen Con? No, it was not. Um, so what changes did you make? If you don't mind, I was asking. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's so, done. It's, You're good. Yeah. Um, the, the biggest difference was Venomous Fiend. I had three copies in there. Okay. Um, I wasn't playing any Sirens anymore. There's too many ways around that card. Just people just mobile in, teleport in, they're still standing. So you so. dropped the Sirens and put yeah. in the Venomous Fiends? Yeah. Okay. okay. And you were playing. You said you were playing three of the Venomous Fiends? Yeah, three Fiends. Um, and Gen Con, I, was, I think I only had three raids, and that was my only two two shield cards and uh, coming into Worlds actually can't remember now I, I was I'm either playing one or two thousand cuts I think just one and I never planned on using it it was mostly just because I wanted more two shields because I'm able to bluff better when people know that like as soon as you shield with that then all of a sudden you have the whole array in your deck and so now they have to think well he has two shields in his hand and so that that plays into a lot of your opponent's thinking on what they're capable of doing to you um, and, and I love I love two shield cards because I mean warlords they attack you're, you're shielding an incubus warrior or, or you're one of your tokens and then all of a sudden you're able to just dish out a lot of damage to that to their warlord and, uh, and uh, plenty of times in Swiss and the cut I was able to bloody people's warlords because they're just caught off guard they, they think you're out of shields and no I still got them so let's keep going how, how was your Swiss day experience what I, I went four and two and Swiss was really awesome because every match I played was against a different warlord. And my wife had the same experience. Every match she did was against a different warlord. Which is crazy because then, like, Pagemon, I saw his uh, brief write-up of what warlords he played. And it was practically all Kugas and Kiss, I think. So, mm -hmm. I mean, so experiences to, for every player was different. But, I mean, it was really refreshing for me to just play all kinds of different decks throughout the Swiss... Um, my first walk, loss was to uh, Eric uh, Whiteblade. Mm -hmm. uh, he's playing War. I made a huge mistake, and I often do sometimes, where I forget Gut and Pillage. And, right. uh, and, and the planet layout that game, the only red planet was Planet 5 on turn 1. And I was desperate in need of money. I went there to go get money, and I didn't court the card. That's right, you and I talked about that. Yeah, and so then, yeah. and then the turn two, where I could have been going to other planets now to start doing other important things, I found myself, well, well now I need to go to planet four, because I still need money. I'm behind. Right. And so I felt like I was a whole turn behind, and I mean, the rest of the planets were green, so he was he was coming hard on me, and then he got uh, his six support, and so I mean, the token his tokens were massive. Started exploring, exploding, yeah. So he played a well fought game that game, and I lost that. Yeah. Um, well, and and my experience, at least compared to Gen Con, Gen Con, I ran a gauntlet of elites. Yeah. I played five. I played against five elite decks in your war deck. In my in my war deck, yeah. I had my war deck against those five elites. And this time, I went 4-2 as well. I, I lost my second and third match. Yeah. But I didn't play. I played one Elite deck. Okay. I played two Kith, uh, a Nazdrag, a Chaos, and I can't remember exactly what else. But yeah. it, it was a much different experience than Gen Con. And I was glad of it. I had a lot of fun. I lost early, so I was 
I had a tough hill to climb. Yeah. But uh, and I ended up just out of the edge. But I had a much more diverse time, and it was yeah. it was it was very fun. Yeah, I started with the bye, then I played against Morn, then I played against a Kithamir match, um, and then uh, against Eric's War. And then I played uh, another another Minnesota meta guy, Troy, one of our friends. Uh, right. He was playing Eldrath. Mm -hmm. I was able to get him. And then I my last match was, I think his name is Samuel. Um, I think he's from France. I think he's the French national ah, okay. champion. Right, 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 right. He's playing he's playing Nasdrig as well. And, and he, he beat me with Nazrik on that final match. And, and I don't think I made any mistakes that game. I felt like that was a solid loss, that mm -hmm. he, he played it really well. And so, and then coming into Worlds, I was just, like, I mean, none of our meta plays orcs, so I'm very <laughs> out of practice against Orc them. Orc right? Yeah, so, I mean, in the Black Crusade, this last league, I lost top 32 against an orc player. Because I just was not aware of a card, and when it hit the table, it was brutal cunning that cost me the game. Because I, I mean, I could have played around it, but I didn't because I just wasn't thinking of it. So I mean, between that game, I did a practice game with Pagemon on Tuesday night because he was still figuring out his deck, um, and I was still thinking about mine. And so we played against. So I played against his Nazrik then, and he beat me then. And then my loss in Swiss against the, the France guy. And so, but all that started kind of compounding in my head, trying to figure out how to beat them. And then, so finally, when I got to table one against Pagemon, I was a bit more refreshed on how, how I can start dealing with orcs. And so it finally, I was getting enough experience that I was able to, to put up a good fight all right, in that excellent. final battle. And so, what is it you've said that you're, this is easily your favorite game? What is your opinion and thoughts as we turn the calendar to non-conquest months? Not, you know, the the, the expand, the fan-made expansions. There's the BCL expansion coming out, the Armageddon. Yep. There's another one announced out of France. So we have a few fan-made expansions coming out. What are yeah. what are your thoughts on the state of the game? Um. Uh, like the meta state of the game, or yeah, yeah. Like, what do you what do you hope for going forward? Like, what do you hope um, to see? I mean, well, what, what are your what are, what is I, I would be think, your dream? I still think we're gonna go forward months. a bit. I mean, I'm gonna play for a little bit yet, uh, maybe longer, depending on how many people kind of stick around. Um, I mean, the Black Crusade. We're trying to do a fan made expansion, and hopefully, it, it works out. Because, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll have images of cards. We'll throw it up on Octagon so we, everyone can still play. Uh, we still have four championship cards to look forward to, and those will be official cards. Um, it's, it's, it's sad that Games Workshop won't let uh, a mass production of those cards. Right. Um, so, so, what, so what is the arrangement for those cards? Um, are you going to get, like, six copies, or are, no, we, are you going to get, get hundreds of copies? I'll get three copies of each card, and that's Three it. copies yeah. of each card. Yep. And then, right. from, and then from there, uh, just anyone else who wants to play with them has to play either on Octagon, because we'll throw it up on Octagon, or um, I think Sandman said he's going to have a site ready that you can have the image and be able to print it out easily so you can proxy it okay. really nicely enough. Okay. Um, 
And so I there's so there's a bit of stuff. I mean, I, I'm get, I'm gonna do two cards, so I definitely want to play a bit more because I want to play with yeah, those cards. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and I, I won't talk about them too much, but they will be two Space Marine cards, and so Space Marines will see the light of day again. <laughs> says says the historical Kith player. He's yeah. like, I'm gonna bring I, the, I, I'm gonna bring the Marines I, back. I started with Marines. Um, okay. As as many yeah, as many of us like did. stores and regionals before uh, the Second Worlds. I was playing a lot of Marines, and I, I won a lot of store and regionals with Marines. But eventually, um, then like Clayvax came out, and like uh, Palace came out, and then it's like, and then I'm consistently losing to Kith or Eldoran, and it's like, well, I'm gonna if I want to be competitive, I gotta play some different decks, and then, and so I was playing Eldorath and Kith for a while, and eventually I just found my, uh, I was doing the best with Kith, and so that's I played Kith in most tournaments since then. Um, so you've but, been playing Kith for about a, 18 months? Yeah, I I was practicing with her quite a bit before the first, my first Worlds, which was the second Worlds, where Varun won. Right. And so I played Kith for that tournament, went to the top 16 in that one. Um, and then I, I took the, 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 they had the World Eater before that tournament. I played Kith in that one. And uh, I, I took second, and then Chris Bates, he took first in that one. Um, and then there was the wrap-up tournament right after Worlds, but then I played Cato in that one and went 5-0 and won that one with, with Space Marines. So yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, yeah. I was still comfortable with Marines to, that I, I was able to do that. Yeah. But then, yeah, for the most part, I've been playing uh, Kith the, since then with occasional just seeing like the, will, will Gorzad do good in a tournament or in some other stuff but and the answer is no <laughs> um, for the state of the meta though um, I, I honestly thought that Kith War Eldrath Kugath any four of them could have took this Worlds this year I mean in practice I was like 50-50 against uh, Eldrath all the time with my Kith deck. I mean, uh, the Streaking Exarch is a very powerful card, and it's hard to play around sometimes. And when it goes off, it's just it's massive. Mm -hmm. um, so, so we did this uh, bit for our for our previous episode. And then we're talking about our nightmare cards and our candy cards. So, I'd be interested to find out. What is your nightmare card when you're playing against War? What is your nightmare card when you're playing against Eldoroth? What is your nightmare? The, the, the ones that you don't that want to see. Yeah. That I don't want them The one that in. you don't want to see hit the table on their side. Probably um, Shrieking Exarch for Eldoroth. Shrieking Exarch, yeah. Anyone that can take Eldar, that they're playing that and Exarch hits the table, it, it's, a, it's a huge uphill climb. So, I mean, that I was very worried about that card so much so that for the first time ever I went to 51 cards in my deck this for worlds which for me I've, I have a phobia about that it's always 50 <laughs> but I threw in one card which was Twisted Laboratory because I was expecting to see a lot of Eldrath and I wanted that one card to sometimes show up enough that I could blank their text box and have a, a better shot at facing that matchup and then turns out I never once in all 10 matches played my Twisted Lab because it, it was essentially a dead card anytime I drew it because I only played Eldrath once and in that game I just never drew it so right 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 but so the, what about, those are the breaks for that so what about your nightmare card when you're playing Kugoth 
Um, just, uh, as, as, just as soon as they hit the ominous wind, really. I mean, you, you can choke them out to zero, one cards, but they have a guy out. As soon as they get their win, they play it, and then their hand is filled up again. And so your, your whole game plan was wasted, really. So, I mean, those, those are hard. Uh, my top... 16 match against Kuga. Uh, my opponent Scott. He played um, STC fragment turn one, and in my turn one I visions and then took out his Helldrake from hand, and then I think that left him with uh, Nurgling. And so from I mean, so you just have to. I, I included visions specifically for uh, Eldrath and Kuga to hit those combo pieces. Yep. Um, yep. So what's the nightmare? card for um, war if you're playing war um just as forward barracks really yeah it's a bit yeah. it's a, it's not like an end game card but I mean all of this stuff feels equally good right now for him that I'm not too worried when anything hits the table I mean that's harder to fight against because of the endless stream of guys but yeah one the, guardsman the, one guardsman versus a warlord well, yeah. you know, exhausted will always win, yeah. <laughs> right? The, the guardsmen seem to multiply. <laughs> it's uh, mixed gender units as it is, right? Yeah. So, um, any anything else? Do you start that again? So, congratulations again, Nathan. Anything else that you'd like to say, share? Um, I don't want to say final thoughts, but maybe kind of wrap up thoughts. I yeah, really I mean, like John and I have been playing, and we played the world, both world leaders yesterday. Yeah, and I and I I really sincerely hope that when we get home, we'll want to keep playing. Yeah, and people will want to play with us because it does get a little like oh I'm playing John again, but but if you play uh, if there's just a core of six like six is all I need because that's I think that's the most fun I've had yeah. these last couple of days because I play somebody brand new. I haven't played them before, and we're playing a game that's so complex and so skillful. Uh, it's so fun. The the crazy thing is, I mean, I think the game will continue somewhat strongly on Octagon. I mean, when I was trying to practice for Worlds on Octagon, I was still hitting into people who were brand new to the game, and and so like it, it like just all of a sudden like we're playing a game, and but then they would question like the craziest things. Uh, like I had, Do I have an action window here? <laughs> well, uh, I had a guy where I, I played Gut and Pillage on the first planet where he had no guys, and then I took it into my victory display. But then he started questioning, like, that did I really win a battle because he had nobody there? Oh, oh okay. And, and so, okay. I had, so I had explained the whole battle concept to him. And so, I mean, there's, there's new people uh, joining Octagon and starting to play Conquest. So I, I still see a, a, a hopeful future for the game there, especially when we start chugging out new content. Right, right. Um, and then some of us doing the fan expansion, we have uh, some early, late-stage plans to do like a fan-made Worlds next year, uh, solely online, uh, probably along the lines of uh, it would be an invitational tournament, 16 to 32 people, pretty much previous champions and all the best people who in the, the three leagues that year. 
So we're like, we'll kind of handpick like the top one to four people in every who did the best each league, and then we'll set outside a day, and hopefully everyone can make it, and we'll just do a scheduled match throughout the day. Excellent. That to, and so great. that way, it's truly like a world tournament where everybody who's who made it gets to play wherever you are. And hopefully the time zones don't kill too many people. Yeah, and, and and as as gamers always like to do, it's really better to play games in your underwear than, than anything else. So you don't even have to leave the house, right? Yeah. <laughs> so wonderful, David. Well, thank you and congratulations again. Yep. Um, it's been a pleasure getting to know you, and I, I hope to see you again at some of these events. Do you do you have any? And I, this is a standard question for Conquest players now because. While Conquest is officially ending production, there is one that's ramping up, which is L5R. Yep. Any interest in playing L5R? I'm not fully committed to that game because I don't really know that lore at all. Right. And I and so and I don't know the game mechanics yet. So, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go into it probably pretty heavily in the in the early stages and see if I like the game mechanics, the gameplay. If there's a lot of people playing it. I mean, half the fun is like is if your friends are playing it too. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. if every, if everyone's playing it and it's a fun game, we're all having a good time. Then I'll probably get into it a, a lot more and play it competitively. And so that's probably my. Well, you first. don't have to play it competitively because I do want a chance to at least well, make the top sixteen. <laughs> with, there are no, guar- no with guarantees on gentlemen that, like so. you on the, in the pool. It's harder for for eggheads like me to do it. <laughs> Well, no promises there. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations, Ethan. Thank you. Thank you. Um, anything else, John? No. No. Yeah. You covered all the questions I had. All right. Thanks, folks. There is no pain you are So this is our final episode. The Podbean site will stay up, although downloads will be limited after February 2017. So get them while they're hot, right? (laughs) Our Facebook page will also stay up, uh, so you can contact us through either site. Carl, as as we've said many times, uh, John and I started this cast, I don't know why, as a freaking fracking lark, and... (laughs) Uh, it was clear to us that we uh, that we needed a little bit more. So we so and you were like, I want to do it. I want to do it. And, I was I was, and, I was thinking about exactly this on the way here this morning. By the way, which is this deal of sitting down with the first recording was cool. 
how did I get here? <laughs> they, they, they were, they were John, John and John and Toby were talking about a podcast they're doing. They talk about the subject matter. It's like I know that subject matter. I can talk about stuff all the time. It's hard to stop me. You know, I'm like, cool. I, I can come and do that. I sit down the first recording, going, "What the hell am I doing here?" You know, kind of moment. And then, was it, well, I mean, to get the anecdote in, and then John opens up with um, "US makes it Latin." <laughs> one of the bits, and I die because I'm tense. I'm, I'm tense enough as it is. So the first joke just makes me like double over and then we all, all start cracking up about it and yeah. then that's it you can see from there it's yeah. it's, it's gonna roll no that, that was that was a that was a milestone moment because that happened I don't know 15-20 minutes it into wasn't, that first yeah, recording we've been chatting that away a fair bit you know yeah, doing, yeah, doing yeah, the whole yeah. who, who are we bit yeah. and all that so no and yeah. and we're you know I've thought about it a lot I'm obviously there was a clip that you said like yeah this is a regular Texas sector forecast Tobin tells us what to do John <laughs> John, John tells us what we're doing and I come in with a lower <laughs> Texas sector forecast in a, in a in a bean right <laughs> <laughs> and so but but we're we each brought something and um, we did we did it well uh, if we do it again. You know, you, you and I have talked. It would be. We need three. Yeah. I like three. It three be, is the magic number for these yeah. podcasts. It would be unfair and dishonest to not say that we've lost something, and not just in terms of our friend, but in terms of what the group here had. We know that. We know yeah. that perfectly well. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 not healthy to pretend that's not the case. Yeah, yeah. And so, if we were to move forward with a podcast, uh, we would get a third. We would not replace John. We would just put someone in another seat and John will be there he was and and you and I have known each other for a while now but I've known I'd known John since November October November 1994 he and I both are married have been married for a while he and I both have children approximately the same age his are a little older or his oldest is a little older uh, he and I had a lot in common. He was my my best, my dearest friend. Uh, and this podcast gave me the chance to see you and him on a regular basis, and do something that I wouldn't have had the chance to do otherwise. Be creative, talk smack, talk shit, get get it back to me. And now all that is. Uh, and when I when I edit these things, every time I'd move the file over to an external drive, and and I and I like what the. F- am I doing this for? Yeah. Well, no one's going to want to listen to this tiny little fracking podcast about this tiny little fracking card game. <laughs> but I kept saying to myself, no, no, save it for posterity. You, don't, you never know when you might need it. You never know when it could be fun or useful or something else. And um, I'm really glad I did that uh, because now uh, Katrina, Amanda, and Sarah can... On demand, and any of John's friends or family on demand can pull this up and at least remember or at least listen to some of his passion, his laughter, his joy, uh, his voice. Listen to a listen to a group of friends. Yep, yep. Listen to a group of friends. Just talk and. Uh, I had a different legacy in mind for this podcast when I was envisioning episode 40. Uh, the legacy 
that this episode has become since November 19th, and this this podcast has become since November 19th, is something even greater than that. So we'll close with a series of best of clips of John and, and our time together and laughter in this cast. And so uh, I encourage you to listen and, and uh, hear a, a man who was my friend. And I will miss him dearly. So, but thank you all for listening. It's been a blast. We're not going to be able to keep this out of our blood for too much longer. So, maybe look for an Arkham Horror limited <laughs> podcast, Arkham Horror LCG podcast. I don't know. Maybe we'll just do a, a more general LCG podcast instead of a game specific State, one. States of, States of the nation. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but the legacy of the Traxxas Sector Warcast is that uh, John King will live. Uh, in, so, in in one way through through this podcast. So okay. Thanks to Haunted Game Cafe for the recording space. If you'd like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback or questions for us, you're too late. The Emperor protects. Wow. All right. Okay. One more time. This is about as hard for you guys as it was for your dad. Oh, okay. Right, ready? Ready? Okay. Gleeful awesome. Plague Beast had a, had a field day with you. <laughs> okay. All right. So the Gleeful Plague Beast, you kept trying to enter combat with it. it kept oh, sick. boy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you've been you you made that up you made that you made that joke a long that morning you're like <laughs> the gleeful plague beast is having something like that I don't I don't want to know details there's a, there's a very very old Games Workshop joke having been in the company of uh, making an offering to Nurgle and we'll move on from there. <laughs> That's- John mentioned last time. They don't listen to this. Yeah, podcast. It, has been, it, has, it has been mentioned. It's a good thing our families don't, don't, listen, don't listen to us. And. And coffee stores sell, right? Those big prepackaged muffins that taste so delicious, you'll feel like crap in about two hours. <laughs> I was going to say, when you're talking about maintaining focus for a long event of caffeine, working in the cafe, we'll do just fine. Yeah, yeah, just keep yeah. going. <laughs> so, I, I have a new plan. I will be now offering my opponent's muffins. There, there you go. <laughs> muffins you? and beer. Here, here's a, here's a muffin, here's a beer. Go for it. Would you, would you like to cut? And here's a muffin. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think will... I think in general we can say that our podcast is the leading podcast for being off point. <laughs> <laughs> what they're trying to represent with these little cards that we're playing with, like we're these big war masters, <laughs> these big these are, are, are yeah are actually <laughs> literally you know thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of lives. And that's really cool. <laughs> I am a god. <laughs> wow. You... Sorry. Sorry. One damage to the Valkyrie, Clavex War Leader, Headbutt. Okay, that's a tangent. Uh, we might have to cut that out of the. Oh, no, that's good. Okay, that's good. Right, okay. <laughs> that, that piece of discussion has to stay in. <laughs>
Welcome to Traxxas Safe for Warcast. In this episode, Tobin explains what we have to do. John does an intro and Carl talks about law. Okay, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> Great, now, now I just have, now I have the vision of So so instead of the you know, doof and uh, riding across the desert in a rickety war buggy, you know, playing the guitar. Now I've got Rick Astley up top yeah. and Warpaint going, never going to give you up. Yeah, exactly. Never let That's you down. Yeah. No, no, no. Never going to run around. We have, we, have a new name. we have a new name for this unit. And now we've finished Rickrolling everybody. And it is the Rickroll buggy. That, is, that is now has to be the case. Zogwart. Yeah, and the Zog. I mean, I mean, not the Orc Landed deck. Actually, oh, no. I, I would oh, do something. Sorry, oh, well, we, 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 we were mean... going for embrace the variants. This is going to be dreadful. There we go. <laughs> this is going to be absolutely ridiculous. That's what your deck has done to me. I'm John King, and I'm Carl Anderton. Uh, what are we up to today, John? Blood for the Blood God. <laughs> Skulls for the Skull Throne. Cards for the card players. <laughs> Hey, what's that? Comes back to bloodstained cards, slamming in the face. Basil! Yo, all of a sudden there's a huge, clawed, yeah. scarred metal arm going, You! Attack here! <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, okay, this just isn't, this isn't tickling me where it needs to. <laughs> so, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, no, mainly because yeah. I was getting my ass kicked and not enjoying it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Ping pong! Yeah. Like, oh, oh, shit! Oh, Actually, it might even be... It might even, might even be a game of Go Fish. Of course, I had plenty. Do you happen to have any Assault Valkyries? Well, yes, I do. Uh, do you happen to have any Lehman Rust? Any Ray Goss? Go Fish. You're like, sorry, sorry, sorry. The Emperor of Attacks. What was that over there, Lopez? The Emperor of Attacks, sir. The Emperor of Attacks, sir. Don't you love the Emperor? Yes, I do. Yes, I do, sir. McDavis, Nactivus, Nactivus, Nactivus. There's all kinds of. There's all. There's three freaking vowels in this that could go. It's, it's fake. Anyway. It's fake Latin. I think Nextivus is pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> it's fake Latin. Yeah. Why? Because the U.S. Yeah, is that what it is? The U.S. More of the fact. There's the U.S. on the end, the U.S. makes it Latin. More of the right, fact right, produced yeah. by, by GW, by, uh, by FIG. So, yeah. It's so better in the original town, and the U.S. <laughs> makes it Latin. <laughs> yep. I, I'm going to remember, I'm going to remember being able to kind of, you know, do, do the whole Orc Landa, and like, I sure hope this is a goth knob on top that I can force Carl to do five damage. And it was! <laughs> No, 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 that's all right. Just, just, you're talking about junk, and I you're talking about your junk, and I refer to it as Twitter. Anyway, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not going on. Okay, um, I was just going to say that that's only that, the most recent. Well, we, we, this podcast collectively has a horrible track record. Yeah, it's, rules. so it's a, it's a, I, I would it's a, say that it's a glorious history. <laughs> yeah, in terms of rules, rules responses. Thank you very much. It's a, a, a glorious story, history. Painted story. by chaos. Well, this is a story in history, in the same way the British Empire has one. Yeah, She's when you like, when you see death raining down on you, you know, like, you're well, still kind of like, this is so beautiful. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> Subject Omega, Gorzod, Mavros, and Talos Tal Infernal will be next. Yep. Yeah, great. Now we have to build the Talagraphic deck. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know, yeah, Tobin, Tobin's put together a Codia's deck, but he's got a couple tricks in there that I was like, you suck. That is so good. Screw you. 
when I first started playing card games, I played Magic. And my roommate introduced it to me. He's like, hey, I got this game to show you. So we shuffled up a couple of decks. And he proceeded to beat my head in. Like, three games in a row. And I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Let's play again. (laughs) When Tobin showed me Conquest, we shuffled up a couple of decks. And he proceeded to beat my head in. And I'm like, wow, that's really cool. So maybe I'm a masochist. I don't know. I I know I am, but... I gotta play Archon's Terror as a... As a shield? Yes, you do. That's, it's better than better than exhausting it. <laughs> we'll share our initial thoughts on which two of the Nekwon Warlords we look forward to playing. <laughs> Nekwon Warlords. <laughs> the Nekwon Tabawai, everyone. The Nekwon Tabawai. Good news. <laughs> the Nekwon <laughs> It's a creature, Leviathan, Elite, one command icon. It's a 1-5. Combat action. Resolve or remove an infestation token from this planet to trigger its battle ability. Limit once per phase. <laughs> John, I know you I know you John, I know you've been doing your, I know you've been doing your best here, man, to keep language, but holy shit. Yes! Oh man! That's a hell yeah. of a thing. That's gonna be yeah. fun! I, I was going to go for the tone lower and say, oh. can you imagine the Lumen Russell? Like, I'm like, John's already been to the bathroom twice this morning, so we can't, we can't do that again. Oh. <laughs> like I said, Maxon, Maxon makes me tingle. <laughs> Let's move on to actual gameplay, actual strategy. Well, there you go. So, um, FFG, FFG, your server has just been bloodied. Now what? <laughs> now what? Your warlord is... Uh, <laughs> I love it! Don't go off in the corner to go fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're thinking, oh, I'm safe over here. I'm gonna get a little, little, get a little reward. It's like, no, no, no. You're, you, you know, just, just one second. You're just what, gonna what, end up with a knife what, in the back. What, what type of 40k game are we talking about here exactly? I just make clear. Like well, you I can't, said, I, you I, can't I, play, I, play vehicles in old one eye. Do the Tyranids even have vehicles? Wait, what? You said Tyranids in old. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I meant old Zogwart. Okay, I said old one eye. I don't know if Tyranids can drive. <laughs> <laughs> But he's done his job. He's done his job. <laughs> just, just, just go back over that phrase. If you do 10 damage, yes, I'll be freaking dead by then. <laughs> you know? the, one of the things that's in my trunk is, and has been in my trunk for a very long time, which is was also part of John's junk, which is, and I love saying that. <laughs> so, so I'll stop saying that now. So anyhow. Please, please don't. <laughs> it's my junk. It's in your trunk. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's, that's clearly that's clearly what's happening. That's like, it's, it's, you're, you're yodeling its way into combat <laughs> as, it, as it arrives. Burial, burial of space. The whole ejecting. You know, the, you see it in sci-fi. The whole ejecting the coffin out into out into the. You see it in Star Trek too. Right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Plenty of <laughs> that's time, where yeah. you see it. That's, 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 let's not go there. Okay? Yeah, no, yeah. I, John said no crying. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, true enough, right? <laughs> so yeah, so Elda Elda Jinza. I am the most chilled and and. Aloof of the Elder of the Phoenix Wars. Little side note, by the way. I just can't do it. You just sit there, you're like. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> you're like charging up. I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm dramatically focused. Tobin's like. Ah! That's a card I'd probably play Promethean Mine first before I play that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that took a second. That took a second. All right. <laughs> uh, 
after, after traveling to Minnesota. Yes. Right? <laughs> I will travel to Minnesota. <laughs> wash and wax your car. In a Speedo. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people say. A lot of people say that. I've been hearing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Been yeah, we've been hearing on the internet. A lot of people say. Can't prove a fucking thing, but hey. You know. So, what so, are our favorite Warlords? <laughs> I guess I got a question, though. You know, right. you know, it's like, I've been here. It's like, are those just voices in his head? <laughs> really? Well, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that would actually explain so much. Wow. Yeah, so, we're time stamping the fuck out of this, <laughs> this podcast, everyone. But there's a forced reaction that after the HQ phase begins, you deal four damage to each unit in the planet. <laughs> yeah, it's a death roll. Yep. Well, this gun pillage is, is, is the indicator that it's the beginning of the end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. why I hate that. Gun pillage is inevitability. Because yeah. it's like, you know what I'm saying? You know, you're sitting there, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm set up, I'm winning command everywhere else. I'm uh, Everything is like, oh, you know, he wins this one red planet, gun pillage. Damn it, I'm <laughs> mad. Yeah. Um, It'd be fun. Be like, wait, that guy? Isn't, <laughs> he the one, isn't he the one that wants to play Prometheum? <laughs> <laughs> I won't have my trunk with me. <laughs> Event each destroy each non unique unit at each player's HQ. Now, that's a big one. Fucking dude. <laughs> By the way, warning there will be explicit language when talking about this faction. And doom. But one of the things, uh, because I was like, well, why do they, why do they, call, why is this card called Exterminatus? I mean, it's a cool name. It's kind of Latin, you know, with the, with the U.S. on the end of it, all that kind of the Latin root and everything. Um, it's so, sort of it's like exter- extermination for like. Blood. Well, well, it actually, as far as lore is concerned, sorry, sorry, it, it's U- U.S. on the end equals Latin. Carry on. <laughs> That's what I'm sorry. That's what got me. <laughs> to somebody who to somebody who doesn't speak Latin, right? <laughs> well, <clears throat> so what now? <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. That's a good one. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. Well, it's been nice. So, you going to open the store? Guess so. Yeah. <clears throat> so, what now? I guess we already talked about that, though, didn't we? <laughs>